0: Hi, welcome. You're listening to the One Tough Mother Show. We're here and we have Tough Mother Gail. Howdy doody. And Tough Mother Lisa. Howdy doody. (laughs) Where'd that come from? I don't
1: know. Yeah, (laughs) hi. Hi, hi, hi. And uh, we howdy have howdy a- doody this baby. <laughs> you know what?
2: I just do. Do you guys remember howdy doody? Yes,
0: of <laughs> I Sorry. hate to say it, but <laughs> <It's yes. steady. laughs> so we have a great show this week. We have someone who we have been like chomping at the bit to have on our show. We're super excited. You're gonna have to stick around to listen to it. And in the meantime, I have to say, Gail, what'd you do last week? Ouch, uh oh, I'm
2: afraid. Oh, well, okay, two things though. Okay, two things. We had this big block party, and a summer block party, very, very stoop-dwelly and everything. And there was a lot of hula hooping. And I've always wanted to <laughs> listen. There was a lot of hula hooping. A lot of hula hooping. <laughs> the kids were all going. And I figured, yeah, listen, you got <laughs> And I figured, well, I want to try it. I've always wanted to learn how to do it. And unfortunately, you know, anyway, I'm out there trying to swing the thing. And um, this little kid comes up to me and she's like, excuse me. And I looked at her. she's, but are you a grown-up? <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm thinking, oh, my God, what is, is I said, well, I think so. What do you think? And she says, I don't know. I, kind of. I think so, but it's okay. You can still hula hoop. <laughs>
1: I'll teach you, <laughs> galley poo. But
2: wait, but wait. But let me just say,
0: okay, but the best gift that I got Oh, I love this one. She's actually sent me this gift.
2: (laughs) N-Y-F-D. New York Fire Department. Oh,
1: yes. I got it, too.
2: (laughs) Park Slope Squad 1. Yeah. Okay. So they came to to bring joy to the kids. They're walking down the street in unison. In unison, in slow motion. I swear I heard the (laughs) sounds of chariot of fire and smoke. It was unbelievable. But there was one Nick Steamy- I had, yes, on the corner. Fire dreamy. Oh, my God. As I was waving, like, hey, guys. A- oh, my
1: <laughs> God. <laughs> and can I just say, it's rare that girl goes off. Oh, she told me that. Oh, my God. I, it,
2: it just doesn't happen. It's yeah. like, I'm usually I'm just kind of like, oh, yeah. This one, I was like 15 years old. And, and I, I don't blame you. And, oh, yeah, these these guys, I, we took a picture. We, we photobombed them and... So, oh yeah, and they, mm. they
0: brought more than joy to those kids. Then. Oh, they did. <laughs> every, all
2: every woman on the block was just like, well, actually, men too. <laughs> <She's> <laughs> men too. <laughs> no, then the picture was really a
1: tell-all. <laughs> oh, I got yeah. it, I thought you got it all. Find off it second. on Instagram. Oh. <laughs> Tough Mother Gale on, on Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> all right, I guess it's my turn it now. Is. All right, I don't have anything half as exciting, <laughs> but very close to my heart. Um, I actually started my vocal lessons again. Thank goodness. Yeah. Okay. Because that's um, great. I decided with one tough mother that there is a need. Well, I've been told, and we do have a medium coming on the phone, and I got a message somehow that I am supposed to be writing an inspiring song. Yes, you are. So I had a vocal lesson, and I really got my ass just kicked by my vocal coach. High five. So I'm now doing my lessons every day. And you know, people can't understand that, but for me, it was awesome. No, that's it was a big wonderful deal. Wonderful to get back into it get and back my writing in the saddle. Again. No, I think it's a great. It's yeah. great, right? Yes, absolutely. Not a fireman, but hey. <laughs> Listen, it's not like <laughs> I got to take him home.
2: <laughs> Did you even try? No. <laughs> that's that's another conversation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, that's a great one though. I'm glad you're back in, into doing that. I know you proud called of you. me. you're proud you. are like you know not gonna believe what he said to me, but you knew that you have to practice. Oh, this is good. <laughs> right so that's the way it is all right yeah. so what did i do yeah i went to fashion week uh-huh. and let me tell you lisa calls me the Lowe's lady i'm <laughs> a landscaper i love to be outside but you're good at it thank you gail i love to you dig are. in the dirt thank you lisa but <laughs> we're driving to fashion week something lisa has always wanted to do in her 40 some years of life and she says this to me. I can't believe I'm going to Fashion Week and the Lowe's lady's taking me. I'm like really yeah, she, nice, Lisa. She said it more than once. Yeah, she goes, I, I I I always wanted to go to
1: Fashion Week, but I have to go with a Lowe's lady. You need I mean, to get my accent down a little better.
0: <laughs> I can do a good Lisa. Okay, go ahead. Say the Lowe's lady thing. <laughs> I can't believe I'm going with the Lowe's lady. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly well, what why don't did. I just do
1: it for you? Okay. I can't believe I'm going with the Lowe's lady.
0: <laughs> and I'll tell you what, I, I was, it, it, it was okay that I was the Lowe's lady. Look on my Instagram. I fit in. I looked like
1: the old rocker. All you these were awesome. Hot.
0: Oh, thank you. You look great
1: in that picture.
0: Oh, thank you. All these awesome models, all diversified, all beautiful in their own right. And I'll tell you, I could never do it. They have, they yeah. are tough.
2: Yeah, All the pulling and yeah. prodding
0: and pushing and put this on and put that on and do this and walk this way and look this way and do this. No, 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 no. So tough mother Emmy. We say, we're not worthy. Uh, we bowed to you that day.
3: She Boy. owned that
0: runway. She mm-hmm. did own it. She owned it. So uh, when we get back, we're going to have our guest on the line and you guys are going to be blown away. And mm, her name is? Mm, what mm-hmm. am I thinking? Yeah. Carol with an E and Lynn with an E. We will be right back.
4: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
1: The One Tough Mother podcast. Real talk with amazing women who have worked their way to the top and want to share their real life lessons with you. First, let me say it's a pleasure
0: to have Carol, and thank you for being here, Carol. Okay, Carol, enlighten me about life. I've heard of psychics, clairvoyants, tarot card readers, and mediums, but I'm really not 100% positive what a medium does and what a medium is.
3: Can you help me? I think so. A medium is like a channel for messages from those souls who have passed on. Sometimes I think of a medium as being a spiritual telephone, although the experience for a medium is not at all like a telephone call. Okay, all right. A psychic, it's often been said that all mediums have to be psychic, but not all psychics are mediums. Psychics tend to pick up on things from other people who are living.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. that's, really, that's really interesting. Wow.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, soul to soul of souls who are clothed by physical bodies, living the human experience. From my point of view, once we give up our physical body, there's our soul, and our soul goes back to, to where it came from. I mean, right now, from my point of view, all of us talking on this phone, we're all souls. We're all spirits. Mm-hmm. Right. But we're all clothed in in physical bodies. Mm -hmm. All right. The loved ones we speak to are not. So the psychics do not necessarily communicate with those that don't have a physical body anymore. If they do, then they are psychic mediums.
0: Which you are, right? You're a psychic
3: medium. Yes, I do both kinds of reading.
0: Right. And um, there's a question, like mediumship. It's so sacred. Can, can you tell me why it's so
3: sacred? Well, I think, I think I'm really wanting to scream out to the world how sacred it is, partly because I'm upset with people who don't seem to think it's sacred, that make it into something like spooky experiences mm-hmm. and haunted houses. They're looking for thrills and chills and all this kind of thing, and, and I'm just not about that at all. For me, it is sacred because here I am with a client who's lost a spouse, who's Mm -hmm. lost a sister, who's lost a child, who's lost a mother, you know, and it's a very sacred experience to go into that realm where I can have communication from those who have passed on and bring it back to the person still living.
0: Right, right. It's that makes a, a lot of sense. It's
3: just an unbelievably sacred experience.
0: Right, right, and they do make it very commercial. Like you see it on television a lot now, and you see a lot of people on the internet, and every everybody's always a psychic or medium or professing to be one. So, how that's old? Right. Were, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it's and I know that you said you stepped away from it for a little while because of that reason.
3: I really did.
0: Right, and but I understand.
3: I have found a way to be sort of, you know, out there that I feel good about. There are many websites I wouldn't go on. I'm very, very happy being on bestpsychicmediums.com. Right, right. But there are a lot of sites that I wouldn't be on for that, that reason. I don't like the feel of the site.
0: Right, right, that's, that's definitely, yeah, because everybody's professing to, to know something or do something, and it's $25, $50, $100 an hour, you know? <laughs> so, you know, people that are desperate to, to attach themselves to someone they loved before, right. their spouse, their child, their parents, they'll pay any amount of money.
3: So Well, most of, most of the qualified, what I would call qualified readers, charge a pretty healthy fee. They charge a pretty big fee because they are in their own business with all the expenses of running your own business without any of the benefits you might have if you worked for a company. They're on their own. right? And and most of us who I would call qualified have put a lot into education. We've been tested by reputable organizations in our field. And you know, we're not just the average card reader. Now, having said that, there's some card readers who are phenomenal, and maybe they had no education. Right. So, you know, there's there's always exceptions. So, anything I say is is only my opinion. First of all, and second of all, there are all kinds of exceptions. But generally speaking, if I were looking to get a reading myself, I would only get a reading with somebody who um, had been qualified and tested by reputable organizations.
0: And that leads me right into my next question, which I was going to ask you. Is You were tested. Can you tell me about the places you were tested and, like, what is involved
3: in being tested?
0: <laughs> or a little bit. I know it's probably very involved, but.
3: Um, well, first of all, I was part of an organization called the American Society for Spiritualist Churches. And I had to take a lot of written courses and then I had to be tested in what's called a test service. I had to do a demonstration of mediumship and be tested. So I got credentials here. I also um, decided to take courses in Europe. There's a place called the Arthur Finley College. Some people know it as Stansted. Mm-hmm. And they're known to be one of the, the best places in the world. Not that any school can make you into a medium. I don't think that's possible. I think that the divine or God, or the the God of your understanding, however you think of that, um, gives some people that gift for whatever reason. I mean, we really don't know. But schools help you to learn how to deal with clients, learn about ethics, learn about how to present things to a client. It's very, very helpful. The, the European training was extremely rough because you not only do one test service, you do four of them. So I went back and forth to Europe for seven years. Wow! Um, you know, not staying there all the time. I was fortunate because it was a period of time I could do it. Uh, my children were raised, I wasn't helping raise my grandchildren yet, and my husband was in a really good job. <laughs> right, right. And, and so it was just this window of opportunity that before that I couldn't have done it now I couldn't do it if I had to you know right but um so I went back and forth and back and forth and um did all kinds of written courses and a lot of testing
0: wow now walk me backwards a little bit you have to walk me backwards to when you found out
3: walk backwards just don't let me trip (laughs) (laughs)
0: I'll be there to catch you (laughs) um tell me when you found out like when did you all of a sudden discover I have
3: this ability well, I discovered I was psychic when I was 13 because I had a psychic relationship with one of my best friends at the National Music Camp, in Interlochen, Michigan. And we heard each other's thoughts, he and I. And so, That's you know, I knew I was psychic. I didn't think that there was much point to it, quite frankly. Why did I want to read other people's minds? Mm-hmm. and? intrude on people, so I sort of pushed it away. Right. Then in my our twenties, my fiance, my husband, now at the time insisted that we get tested. So we were tested by the American Society for Psychical Research in Manhattan, and they said, "Yes, you you know you're getting this right beyond what could be chance." Um, but then, you know, I still wasn't interested. When I was in my forties and getting ready to move. From the San Francisco Bay Area to the Boston area, I saw the spirit of my dog, my beloved standard poodle, walk across the living room. Hmm. And that really got my attention. That's the first spiritual vision I had had. Wow. And then I had others after that. And, um, you know, I've told this story before, but I never get tired of this one, actually. Um, I started having these experiences, and i tell people I saw a spirit, and my friends would recognize who it was and Somebody said to me one day, maybe you 're a medium and I was so out of the loop that i said what 's a medium
0: wow wow that 's crazy
3: so it it was crazy for me. I thought I was crazy mm-hmm. um, or you know having hallucinations, but I decided to start going to classes and check it out and I was so skeptical. I mean, it took me years of doing mediumship before I could stop going, well, maybe I guessed that. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Maybe I read the person's mind, blah, blah, blah. Um, It took a lot of experience and a lot of experiences like maybe the client wouldn't understand something that I brought. But then they'd ask their aunt who was halfway around the world, and the aunt would say, oh, yeah, I know about that ring in the third drawer. So I couldn't have been reading the client's mind, or I would have had to be reading the mind of this aunt who was halfway across the world. Mm -hmm. You know, and I just there was a tipping point where I just thought, this is real. Plus, by that point, I was starting to feel the presence of the spirit. At first, it was just like kind of information for me. Okay. But as I as I gave into it more, and I was not an easy sell. <laughs> yeah, you, you said you were really, like, who did you tell, Carol? Like, you feel
0: you have this ability. Do you tell your mother? Do you tell your brother? Oh, like, no,
3: no, no, I didn't tell my
0: mother. At this point now, you're in your
3: 40s. You had children, yeah, right? Yeah, I know. My children thought I had totally lost it. That's what I mean. <laughs> my kids right. think that on any given day, so. No, I mean, I have two grown children, and one of them is quite, interested and asked me quite a few questions and the other one accepts it but i know that this child doesn't believe in this at all but that's okay because one of the things that you have to do if you have this gift, i I, I almost don't want to say have this gift because this gift could be taken from me at any second it doesn't belong to me it's something that's flowing through me right now You know, somebody could turn off the faucet, right? Right. Right. And that's a good Uh,
0: point, and I didn't even think about that, right? Oh,
3: yeah, I think about that all the time. And if that's what's meant to be, that's what's meant to be. But one of the things that I feel strongly about, and I teach this to my students, and I write about this a lot in one of my books called Are You Psychic or Making It Up, is why should I expect people to believe me? Right. I see things they don't see. Right. If I didn't see it, I wouldn't believe it either. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, uh, so
0: you're a psychic now and, and, and a medium now, and you feel, you know, that you, can, you have things to offer to people, you have things to offer to the world. But my question is this, what do you do? You hang out a sign and, and, and put, take out an ad? Well, How do you,
3: like, jump no, into no. it? No, I for, when I first started reading, I was mostly connected to spiritualist churches which I'm still connected to in terms of I volunteer for them to do services for them. And once in a while, I serve on their fundraising days. And that gives people an opportunity to get a very inexpensive reading with me. But I was just mostly a local medium until um, Bob Olson asked me to interview and do a test to test for his site. And at first I didn't do it because I just wanted to remain local. And then a year later, Spirit kind of spoke to me and said, do it. And since I've been on that side, a lot of things came to me. And by now I've done enough um, radio shows and different things. I just, you know, I've done it for so many years. I just get calls now.
0: Right, right. Do you ever get like... And I'm not. Believe me, I'm not picking your brain or expect you to you expose anyone. Oh, I good. Thank. I'm good then. <laughs> <laughs> well, that opened me up, girls. <laughs> right. do, ahead, you ever, do you ever get like um, big police or government or anybody coming asking you for help in
3: some case? I've had a lot of um, people ask me if I'll do detective work, and I've mm-hmm. always said no, except to one detective. I'll tell you that story in a minute. The reason I've said no is because I'm not the right type to do that work. I'm no bet more the type to do that work. If You know, I couldn't be a policewoman either. Okay. I couldn't go in the war, you know, and be in the Army. Right. Um, there are mediums who are great at that. They're, they're sort of tougher skin than I am. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, I get it, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just not the right type. Right. One time... This woman called me, and she called me a few times, and for some reason I felt inclined to help her, and I did help her. But I told her I didn't want her to use my name.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Because- and you do like a ritual before you you meet with your clients, before you oh. know someone. Uh- you do a ritual before you even... Do a reading for them. Like it's not like you just like okay, I'll, I'll, it's hundred dollars, and you sit down no, and you no, start no, reading. No, 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 no. Explain that to us. Well, this
3: this is this has evolved over a period of time. Okay, when I first started, um, people could sign up on a sheet. I had somebody who signed people up for me. I hired one of my friends to do it. Then I came to the point where where I realized there were certain people that were getting booked that shouldn't be booked because they didn't really know what they were doing, or maybe they were not able to accept the risk that their loved, the loved one they wanted the most might not come through in the reading. Okay. Um, and so I got to a point where I, where I changed my protocols. Now I do all my own booking. You can't get an appointment with me unless I talk to you and, and find out certain things first. I'm not asking you who's in spirit, but I ask people, can you cope? if the person that you want the most doesn't come through in this particular reading and doesn't say what you want. I mean, you might be very, very disappointed, but can you cope? Because I don't want to sign up anybody that would be put over the edge by that. But when I ask that question, you know, a lot of people will say, no, I can cope. Sometimes there's a long pause. And when there's a long pause, I say to the person, maybe you should wait for three to six months, and they do. Okay, because because they're not ready, mm-hmm. right? Right? They're not ready to hear, and they're not. No, and I also have clients that I do uh, sign up for reading. I have them read my book, How to Get a Good Reading from a Psychic Medium. They have to be by the telephone if it's a phone reading, early to call out to their loved one. Or if it's in person, they have to be in my office twenty minutes early. They have to be by themselves. There's a whole bunch of things. And then I start an hour before I either meet them or call them because I found that for whatever reason, uh, with me, a lot of the loved ones who are coming through come early. Right, (laughs) right, right, okay. Although all my teachers told me not to do this. They said, don't, you know. But it started one day. It was an in-person reading, and I was sitting outside. It was a lovely uh, spring day. I was sitting outside, and all of a sudden I had a vision of this young woman walking up the path. And I knew it was a spiritual vision. I thought, well, either this is the spirit who's going to come to this reading, or I'm getting a picture of the client who's going to arrive. Mm-hmm. Well, the woman, the vision I had was of somebody about 24. And when the client arrived, it was somebody, you know, 25 years older than that. Okay. And so I knew right away, I said, I must have a, a mother coming for a reading, and this is her daughter, Mm -hmm. and that's how the reading turned out.
0: Oh,
3: wow. um, Wow. So, and then that happened a few more times, so I just said, okay, okay, that's it. (laughs) This is the way that I need to work. Right. So an hour before a reading, my phone's turned off. um, I don't talk to people. I don't do anything that uses my mind. You know, I can dust if I want. That's a great mm. dusting time. <laughs> well, then come oh, to my house, could you? <laughs> or, walk, or walk around. You know, I can walk around a little. Right. Um, but I'm just being open to spirit, and if something comes to me, I just jot it down.
0: Mm. Wow, that's, that's um, awesome.
3: And so for me, you know, a one-hour reading takes three hours because there's a half an hour to book the person. There's an hour before the reading there's the hour of the reading and then there's another half hour my assistant does all the paperwork
0: right right i have a quick question do you believe and if you don't want to answer this you don't have to because i'm kind of putting you on the spot but do you believe that i'm
3: always put on the spot
0: (laughs) i'm glad you feel that way then i'm asking it do you believe that spirit of your loved one or spirits themselves walk this earth behind us What do you mean? Like they stand with us. They're with us when we have a tough time. They're with us when we need
3: help. They're with us. Okay. Okay. Now, this is going to sound really crazy, maybe, but first of all, I don't believe anything. I'm not into a belief person. Okay. I'm into what I experience. So I can't tell you what I believe about that. I can tell you what I've experienced. All right. In doing readings. There have been so many times that a loved one has come through, well, the other day, a loved one, I think it was uh, Monday, Uh, yesterday, (laughs) a loved one came through and started talking to my client through me about somebody with a hurt knee. I'm sending healing for a hurt knee. I thought it was for my client, but it was actually for her sister. Oh. Um. I've had I've had loved ones come through. One time, a, a, the, a man came through and told his wife that the porch was separating from the house. This was the most amazing thing, and it turned out to be true. Mm-hmm. So this lets me know that they're around us. Now, are they around us twenty four seven? I don't know.
0: Right, right, right. I mean, we we call on them when we're in distress, or when we think of them, or. Um, when, you know, we have a moment that we want to we wanna be with them, and you think by calling on them, we can actually bring them forward ourselves?
3: Well, I call myself the I don't know medium, because I don't know if we can do it. It seems that way from what I've experienced, but I'm very wary to make sort of blanket statements, like when we do this, then this happens, right. because... You know, it's it's like, it reminds me of being in Europe and people saying to me, what do Americans think about such and such? And I'd say, well, which American are you talking mm-hmm.
0: right, about? Right, right. I appreciate that. I really <laughs> do. Right.
3: So um, I've had experiences where I feel my loved ones have come to me. One time I was driving in my car and I feel a spiritual presence, whether it was a presence of guidance or the spirit of my father, but something yelled at me and I could, I could hear it in my ears, slow down. I was coming to an intersection that I had the right of way. My light was green. There right. was no reason for me not to go through, but I slowed way down and there was a truck that ran the light on the other side and if I'd gone into that intersection, I would have been in a terrible accident.
0: Oh, boy, yeah.
3: So That's- I don't think I called that loved one, but the loved one came. Or maybe a part of me knew that. and called. I don't know. See, right. It's really, all I really know is what comes through from those who have passed on that my client can verify. I'm really into verification.
0: Right, right. The rest, I like
3: that. It, the rest of it is all, you can ask me anything and I'll say, well, in my experience, I've experienced this, I've experienced that. But I can't say it as a fact. Because as yet, we have no way to prove those things.
0: Right. And I, I totally appreciate that because, you know, it's unique the way you do it because most people are always telling you something kind of concrete. And I think that always scared me, too, is the concrete.
3: Well, yeah, I, that scares me. I don't, I don't like that. But I don't know. I mean, it's not for me to judge others. I guess I do kind of a little bit here and there.
0: <laughs> I mean, I think we all do yes. it. Is it's just human nature to judge people, unfortunately. All
3: I can say is I don't want to do that. So I'm the I don't know right. medium. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to um
0: let Tough Mother Gail and Tough Mother Lisa ask you a burning question because I know you've got something after this, but I would like them to have the chance to talk to you, please. So this sure. is Tough Mother Gail.
2: Hi, but, Tough Mother Gail. Hi. Thank you so much for the work that you do. I think it's really um helpful to people who have lost folks and feel lost, you know. So thank, thank you. you thank you for stepping into into that role for for people. How has this changed you and how you live and how you feel like you're going to approach your death?
3: Um when I th- I was just saying to somebody the other day, I think it was one of my students When I think back to the way that I was before I realized I was a medium or before the mediumship was given to me, I was very different than I am now. How so? Oh, it's kind of wild, Um, compassionate with people, but not in the compassionate way I am now. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was sensitive, but now I am so sensitive that I cannot um, it's very hard for me to go into one of those big box stores okay all right you know I just I can't do it it's overwhelming right Right. it's very overwhelming one one night a student arrived and um, looking terrible and I said to him gee you look exhausted I said you've got and I said the name of the store I'm not going to say it on the radio (laughs) I said you look like you've been to such and such and he said, I've been there twice today. That <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> energy was all over him. Right, 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 right. And I hear a lot of people who are very sensitive, whether they're mediums or not. Mm-hmm. So it's just I'm in the process of trying to accept the fact that I'm really different than a lot of people mm-hmm. and that I need more rest and I can't. Plus, I'm older, too. Um, but I can't do the things that other people do. How does it make me feel about my death? hmm well, even when I was, like, a teenager and, you know, how kids will start talking about death, I always said, I want to be totally conscious at my own death. I don't want to miss it.
2: That's interesting.
3: Uh, now, I don't know why I was saying that. Right. That, um, as a kid, that's kind of creepy, but, yeah. Well, no, You had a sense of it. You had a sense. Right. I had a sense of it, but I didn't know what I was saying. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I feel scared of dying. I don't feel scared of dying, but I feel... You know like I don't want to leave my loved ones I don't want to leave my right. life. right so I don't want to get sick I don't want to go through all that but once that is determined that that's gonna happen I'm not afraid of dying mm-hmm. right right cuz by now I just I go there all the time you know well, that's
0: right.
2: Yeah. right it's a place I know do you feel it so it's like shedding a coat right
3: would you? Is that how- uh, it, it feels like it feels like it is shedding. It feels like we are spirits clothed in physical bodies. Okay. Yeah, I understand. Because there's a part of me, when I do a reading, that connects with me with connects with, with another realm, and it's not my arm. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. 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 You know, it's not even my brain. It's the part of me that we might call the soul, mm-hmm. and that's why I have to take the hour before.
0: I understand. That's mm-hmm. Tough Mother Lisa, you have a question. Go ahead, ask Carol.
3: Well, um, first of all,
1: Carol, I, uh, I really, really respect you because the I don't know medium is something I have never heard. I've been to quite a bit, quite many mediums and psychics, so... I've read a lot about how our, our souls determine the path of the life that we live on Earth. It's already predetermined. We have made a contract with our souls. So if that is true, do you think that we can still change our destiny by thinking what we want and attracting what we want? Well,
3: first of all, I don't know if that's true. Okay. Because... Again, I don't go by beliefs. I mean, it's a great belief. It might be true. Mm-hmm. But nothing in my experience has proved to me that that's true. The part about contracting. Yeah. You're so, okay. I, haven't, I haven't had any spirits coming through with messages about anything like that ever. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I don't know. Now, the second part, whether by, whether by our minds we can attract things. Ah, this is something different. Because for me, the way I experience life is that it's all energy and vibration. Right, mm-hmm. I totally agree. And and that there's and the level that I go into when I'm doing readings is the level where you and I and all of us on this call right now, we're all there. We're and we're all part of the same thing. Mm-hmm. We the separateness that we feel. That we each are as we're on this call on that other level goes away right right and so in a sense we are with each other in a sense we Mm -hmm. are with our loved ones already Mm -hmm. right um and so that on that level i think how we think how we feel very much um affects what happens I mean look at the studies that have been done by certain emotions and vibrations creating different kinds of patterns yeah. of yeah. water yes right. exactly. all that and and I'm a musician too so I, I know about <gasps> so vib- am
0: I yeah essentially
3: it's a song yeah. yeah I'm a yeah. singer oh great so you know I think I think that what what we think and what we we um do has a lot to do with what happens in our life, mm-hmm. but I don't think it ha- It creates everything that happens in our life. Mm-hmm. I think some things just happen to us because we're human beings and we're in the wrong place at the wrong time. Right. But, right. but I don't know that, it, that that was all destined.
1: Thank you for answering.
3: One very much. totally but
0: last question. Yeah. Have you ever, and I have to ask this because this is my Irish nature, <laughs> have you ever had anyone get totally Ripped that you didn't give them an answer to something, like you didn't bring somebody through or you oh, didn't yeah. give them the answer they wanted. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I kind of figured people yeah yeah.
3: No, I yeah, I have I don't it doesn't happen now because those people never get booked now. Right. right, right, right because because in the introduction phone call, that kind of person will start saying things and doing things and it won't be a good match and that person doesn't Mm -hmm. like what i'm Mm -hmm. saying and that it just doesn't happen but Mm -hmm. it used to happen to me a lot when well not a lot but you know it happened every so often when other people were booking readings for me and i couldn't i couldn't deal with that energy and that's one of the reasons i started booking my own readings
0: and so carol they find you online um you want to give your website what is your website Carolyn.com. It's C-A-R-O-L-E-L-Y-N-N-E. dot com. com. Yeah, or you can
3: you can just do a search on Carol Lynn, and as long as you do put e's on both names, C-A-R-O-L-E-L-Y-N-N-E. There should be quite a few links that will come up, although there's another Carolyn who's a vaudeville performer. <laughs> 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 not a bad gig. <laughs> yeah. yeah, You're not <laughs> moonlighting? Some other, no, no. No, I share that Google space with some other people, but there are a few, quite a few links that will come up. Well, I can't
0: thank you enough, Carol. I was super excited about this show. We were all really excited and, and couldn't wait to speak to you. I appreciate your time more than anything. Um, I appreciate you answering your questions honestly, that you that you really gave a lot of thought and honest answers. And we just happen to love what you do, and we, you'll be hearing from us. That's all I can oh, say. Well, well,
3: can I tell you what I appreciate? Sure. You all asked really good questions. Oh, they were questions. They were questions from the heart, Um, they were deep questions, you know, they weren't silly kind of questions, And, um, and that's why I was able to answer the way I did, because the questions came from, you know, the questions put me into those answers.
0: Oh, thank you, Carol. We appreciate
3: you. you very much. Thank
2: you have yes, such beautiful energy. Beautiful energy, thank and you. and she's
0: very pretty. I'll have to look on. Yes, yeah. I, I did. I did.
3: <laughs> they I, already did. Already okay. exactly. I am off to take my grandchildren to swimming lessons. <laughs> okay, we're off. Thank you <laughs> thank again. You so Please nice. have a lovely
0: day. <laughs> bye, um, Carol. Grandmother. Yes, we appreciate you, and I'm sure they appreciate you more. Have All a beautiful right. day. All right. Thank take you. Take care. Bye bye. Right. And we'll be right back.
4: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. The One Tough Mother podcast.
1: Real talk with amazing women who have worked their way to the top and want to share their real life lessons with you. We're back,
0: and of course we've got... Tough Mother Lisa, and she has really got a lot of paper
1: in front of her today. Oh, boy. So, let her rip. First of all, Tough Tough Mother's Headlines and Headaches are sponsored by Nellie's Free Range Eggs. We love our hens. You'll love our eggs. Okay, in honor of 9-11, that was on Monday, um, I found this story, and I wanted to talk about it because it was a very, very controversial photo. The story behind the haunting 9-11 photo of the man falling from the towers. Now, mm-hmm. we've, we've all seen many images, and we all saw what was going on. The one that caused the most controversy is now named The Falling Man. It was taken by journalist Richard Drew, and he works for the Associated Press. Well, newspapers all over the country, you know, published this, and then were met with enraged people saying, I don't want my children to mm-hmm. see this. How could you post this? This is morbid. However... Tom Juneau wrote an article called The Falling Man for Esquire Magazine and he wanted to depict all the ways that victims chose to handle their fate. Remember, these people were in a burning, burning building. Right. You're they had one choice. You either burn to death burn to death or you jump. And I think I read someplace that most people you'll have a heart attack all the way down before you hit the ground. And I know that's not that, that he's t- really thinking that way, but yeah. No, but right. I mean, you know, that came out, and thank God for that. So the falling man's identity is still unknown. However, Tom Juneau believes that he worked at the Windows on the World restaurant, which was on the top floor. And the true power of the falling man is less about who its subject was and more about what he became. A makeshift, unknown soldier, in an often unknown and uncertain war, suspended in history forever. I and that. I just found nice. that kind of comforting. Yeah, you know. And I just wanted to touch upon that. Okay, so Apple's back in the news. Guess what's happening, or well, what happened Tuesday? I can't. Three e- new phones. Stop it. You know I'm a Droid person, but go ahead. I know. Okay, but I'm not. I'm not, I'm not. The iPhone X is supposedly going to cost over a thousand dollars. Not doing it. I'm not yeah. doing it. I'm so done doing it. Okay. But I got a little, you know, info here. What would make it cost over $1,000? First, I got to tell you, you see there first? are no more phones. These are now home Computers that can make a phone call. It better be able to make me dinner too. Yeah, exactly. and wash the windows. Yeah. The right? iPhone I'm X. The iPhone X is a thousand dollars. It has edge-to-edge curved screens with smaller bezels. Size sake. and screen is larger. Will use less power. Provide darker spots. The front camera has. Oh, this is very interesting. Three D sensing and modeling functions to manipulate photos and videos for augmented reality applications which means you can alter your videos and photos from the I'm real world go, there's knows, nothing real again. anymore i know I, I, I know i know i know you know, don't
2: you know, say the jetsons say we are again we are the in jetsons. the
1: jetsons but there's uh much more to follow and find but that's all i got oh by the way they do have a new operating system which is going to update seriously update siri I like
2: that seriously really? update Sarah Yeah. Is supposedly be, is she gonna be able to finally give proper directions I, I almost had a heart
1: attack <laughs> <laughs> pronounce names properly
0: Sarah man, almost made me get a stroke in Queens I'm telling you well oh, you, okay. know, you know the whole okay. thing real quick before we go off on that the whole thing that upsets me is the fingerprint thing
1: I know well I yes, you the know finger- I don't
0: put my fingerprint on anything that's well
1: here this it's gonna be possibly have facial recognition which will either replace the fingerprint or add to the fingerprints. So you're gonna have two ways to now get into your phone wow. for protection. Wow I think we still. Okay there a now um, there's two more left, but I'm gonna do this one because <laughs> Shake Shack teams up with Will and Grace to benefit glad. Really? And Karen and I got a little thing oh going Yeah, But this is awesome because we all love Will and Grace shows. So Shake Shack and NBC have teamed up to create two special edition milkshakes to celebrate the return of Will and Grace. Jack. Jack. <laughs> Just, Jack. Just, Jack. <laughs> Just Jack. Just Jack. Just Jack. So, <laughs> okay, so I don't know who loves who, although I think I know which one's Gail's going to love. I know the one I'm going to love. The Will and Grace shake will include cinnamon marshmallow frozen custard mixed with fudge and topped with whipped cream and cinnamon sugar. Now, the Jack and Karen shake that features boozy twists with strawberry crust f- custard blended with Prosecco and topped with whipped cream, rainbow sprinkles, and raspberry dust. Yeah, oh, that's, the that's the Karen and Jack shake. That's my shake. Okay, I figured it was. That's my <laughs> shake? No, I, I know. Ah, We're going to go get one. Sh- uh, we are. Well, yes. listen to this. This is even better. Shake Shack and NBC will donate $2 to GLAD. Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation for each shake sold. Excellent. That's They're going to be great. available from Monday September 18th through Sunday October 1st at participating locations in New York and LA baby. Will and Grace premieres on Thursday September 28th at 9pm on NBC. Welcome I'm back. Watch it. Welcome I'm going to watch it. Okay now I, I wanted to touch just a bit on Fashion Week and I just Ooh. thought maybe each of us could go around just give one statement because we are on the clock here. Um, the Tough Mothers as you know we were, at Fashion Week, watching our friend, supermodel Emmy, walk the runway for the chromat line. And what an amazing thing to see. Chromat, all different shapes and sizes that are non-gender specific. Mm-hmm. Mothers, one Tough Mother Karen. All
0: I can say is diversity is yeah. beautiful. Mm-hmm. And Emmy, you rocked that Vogue. She rocked You rocked it. rocked it. it. She rocked Tough it.
2: Mother Gail. I am... I Okay, so I'm a girly girl, we know this, (laughs) Uh, but I'm not a fashionista, I sort of, I steer away from it, I do, I really do, so when it was Fashion Week, I'm like, Fashion Week, Lisa, I don't know anything about Fashion Week, I don't know. May I add
1: that she had a lot
2: of knowledge? (laughs) She lied. (laughs) I may have exaggerated just a little bit, but this particular show, the beauty of of the different shapes, sizes, gender, ambiguity was magnificent.
1: And fashion totally surprised me. Totally did. Me too. Me too. And uh, me, coming from uh, Sex in the City, who I loved, Sarah Jessica she Parker, to me it was all, you know, Dior and Carolina Herrera and Gucci and yeah. Chanel and blah, blah, blah. I loved this line. It was great. They had something for everyone. I love this line. So thank you for enlightening me, Cromat. We love you, Emmy, man. You Okay. It We got one. Look, detox teas. Do you want to hear about how to get rid of all that summer garbage? Or five of the earliest signs you're involved with a narcissist.
0: Do the sign. Oh, do the narcissist. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. I thought so. (laughs) So I just said the the detox later. (laughs) Okay. We all know narcissism comes from the Greek mythology. You know, Narcissus, a young hunter, falls in love with his reflection in a pool, and when he finds out he can't have the object of his affection that he loved, he dies of grief by the pool. So, ladies, here is a quick reality check. Mm -hmm idealization placing you on a pedestal oh and by the way let me preface this with there are female and male narcissists Absolutely. I am only reading it because I am a female addressing to a male because I am heterosexual so that's just that little thing we believe oh the narcissist believes I'm amazing because she's with me they'll shower you with attention affection tell you your soulmates we want to see them every night they would like to move in that's how they start gaining their control right. ladies Okay, next. Smearing prior lovers during your honeymoon period. They'll hold back and they're on their best behavior until you earn their trust. However, they'll say their past partners were unstable, crazy, etc., but they will still act concern for them. Pay close attention to these signs. That's a because great point. Yes. Very telling. Imposed isolation. Oh my God. Okay. They need to control and start to question. And make friends unwelcome. Very they make dangerous. you feel guilty for wanting to go out. They they are gonna tell you we mm-hmm. stop going out for their jealousy. Then mm-hmm. we like we feel guilty.
2: And you know what, ladies, and uh, or people in relationships, when you see this happening to one
1: of your friends, please give them a wake-up call. Yeah, tell them. Right, right. Good it. point. Okay, emotionally unavailable. Narcissists are all very insecure, and we all know that they cannot deal with vulnerability. They'll avoid expressions of insecurity at all costs, fear and hurt, and will avoid showing their feelings at all costs. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the kicker. The emotional projection, they will try to get rid of their negative emotions by accusing you, Mm -hmm. their partner, of this. They'll actually convince you that you're experiencing that feeling that they have. Example, they'll lash out at their partner, accusing them of being angry, and continue to do so until their partner is livid. Mm-hmm. So, they will do anything to make you doubt yourself. So, here we go. Observe these signs, trust your gut, and be safe. Because if it walks like a narcissist, talks like a narcissist, guess what, ladies?
2: It's a narcissist. It's
1: a narcissist. And, gentlemen. Same and thing. And, gentlemen, look for this in your female partners or male partners or whoever. Relationships are your not. Your partner's a partner.
2: Supposed to erode. Right. They're right. not supposed to erode any part of yourself.
0: And uh, those were great tips. Those were excellent tips. So,. What about quickies? You got any quickies today? I got
1: quickies. I got lots of quickies. She's a quickie gal. Let's do oh, it. Yeah, okay, yeah, so oh, this least, was uh, funny. Daredevil Aaron Hughes, during a bachelor party, decided to visit the Hoover Dam, jumped in the Colorado River and swam back and forth from Arizona to Nevada. Luckily, 9 out of the 10 turbines were off at the time or bye 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 Hughes. He was fined $330. Who does that I was just about to say. Who does it? Who, who you does know and, and it took him all of a half hour to do who, it. Which
2: kills who, me. who does Who wants
1: What's somebody that? that just drank a lot at a bachelor party. Oh. Yeah.
0: Oh my Hillary God, Clinton's
1: new book is out. What happened is a memoir on her run for president against Donald Trump. Holy uh, ladies, we still don't know what Serena Williams named her daughter. Nobody can find it. I cannot if find you nobody can't find can. At least nobody can
2: find right. it. No, I'm right. telling, I know. We uh, and Karen somebody.
1: trolls everybody. She can't find it either. I couldn't find what? it. Okay, now listen to this. Pizza Hut lost a lot of customers due to not letting their employees evacuate for Hurricane Irma when they wanted to. It's not that they didn't let them evacuate, but they were telling them when they could. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no is right. It's Believe no. me, they're on the hot seat for this. Next, Kate Hudson and her son get matching buzz cuts. He's supporting Kate's new movie coming up, Sister. And finally, AMC is going to develop... Black Lives Matter drama series based on the book "They Can't Kill Us All." It will feature fictional characters, but based on real events. That's going to be interesting. Would you like to know who sponsored our whole entire show today and who sponsored this, Lisa? Yeah, Lisa, tell us. I'm going to do you, Karen. <laughs> 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 Nellie's free-range egg. We love our hens; you love our eggs. Okay, so you know I am trying to adapt a more plant-based diet, giving yeah. up meat. Okay. I will not, cannot. Definitely not giving up my eggs because I eat Nellie's free-range eggs and they're just too darn good. We're having them tonight for dinner. Yes, yes, I'm making omelets. They're part of Pete and Jerry's Organic Eggs family. Four generation family, by the way, ladies. First certified humane egg producers. Did you know that most eggs come from a factory and they these poor little hens are they, smushed together they, and they they've awful. got about an eight and a half by eleven piece of paper room that they get to stand. It's ridiculous. They don't even
2: stand. They they sit them in there. I know they're forced, smushed. They're forced to lay eggs all day every day. They don't even. They,
1: it's terrible. No, it's like I don't like no it. bathroom no. break. Who gets no. a bathroom break? Yeah. So. Nellie's, they run around free. They're not cooped up in a pen. Happy hens, and they are just so cute. And they partner with local farmers. They support local farming. There's no antibiotics, no hormones. And yes, there was a Nellie, and the little red hen is galipoo.
2: Go ahead. Tell the story. Hurry up. The little red hen basically is one of my favorite stories. of the hen that wants to make bread and she runs around the barnyard asking for help. And every time one of the animals wants to, they all say no, they won't help her. So she makes the bread herself. And it's the little red hen's Produce. And I believe
1: you adapted your website or your email address to that. Yes, Yes. I am
2: LRH Produce. So
1: listen, everybody, go out. Please, please, please get Nellie's Free Range Eggs because they're actually, you can taste the difference. They are just wonderful.
4: Okay, and we'll be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it
1: the one tough mother podcast real talk with amazing women who have worked their way to the top and want to share their real life lessons with you and we're back and we're back
0: with Tough mother gail and And tough Tough mother gail has the mail that tough mother mail and it's sponsored
1: by gail's favorite company carol's daughter Hair and skincare products, and I love their tagline: "Love is our first ingredient." That's right, and it is. I love it. Love Carol's daughter. All right, so let's start with this
2: first one, which is, uh oh, okay. Dear O.T.M., I think I screwed up. I slept with my boss. He tried to make us a thing in quotes, a regular hookup, but I squashed that idea. Now he treats me unfairly. Assigning the difficult jobs. Only to me instead of distributing them throughout the office, and he makes a fool out of me in weekly meetings. Is there any way to fix this? I've tried having a conversation with him to address things, but he insists everything is fine. It is not fine. And what really sucks is I love my job. What should I do? Oh okay. no. yeah. Um, to be quite honest, yeah, you broke it. you bought it. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, mm-hmm. honey. Yeah. I, no matter how much you like there's, your job, right? There's no way to turn this around. You mm. better
1: start looking, honey. What were you thinking? But well, we're in a, you know, judgment-free zone. Yeah. And a lot of people have done that. But, Gail and Karen, you were 100% right. There is no yeah. turning back from yeah. this. You can't go to HR and claim sexual discrimination or right. harassment yeah. because you willingly slept with your boss. Right. Yeah.
2: So okay. start looking. I'm looking in the same field, and you're probably going to find something maybe even better than you've got right now. Sometimes things happen for a reason. Right? Absolutely, have faith.
0: Learning lesson, right? Right. Have faith. Learn yes. from this, right? Learn from this. Okay, <clears throat>
2: next one is, Dear One Tough Mother, I was born and raised in a rural area and was always around animals. I grew up with five barn cats and a few dogs, so you can say that I'm used to being around many pets. My husband and I have two small children and three cats currently, but every time a foster pet mom is needed, I'm always the first one to wake, any, to, wake oh, to take any pet in and take care of it until it finds a home. The relationships I form with these pets gets harder and harder to break, and I have a tougher time giving them away. My husband says we have enough with the three cats we have, but the voice in my heart tells me there's space for plenty more. How many pets is too many? Does a, does a, does a, How many pets is too many? Does a for a family of four? So should I just go against my husband and do what
0: I think is right?
1: Not if you don't want to get divorced,
0: Karen. Uh, well, first of all, i I have to stay out of pet stores, okay? I don't go in the pet stores, and I try not to get near people with kittens or puppies for this reason. Right. But I think, do you think, you know, they're missing something in their life when they keep wanting to I, have I, love from I, pets? I,
2: I think it sounds like to me that there's something, there's, a, there's some sort of hole in her heart that she's trying to fill up by taking in, um, you know, t- fixing things and taking things in. You might want to slow down. Um, I think you've got three cats right now. You've got two children. That's a lot on your plate. And I think you do sort of have to respect that maybe he doesn't want a house full of, you know, a house full of pets. Right, right. You know, make a
1: compromise. Well, being a cat owner, and I have a cat that's part Calico, I never knew that they were, they shed, their dander. I literally could not dust three times a day. Karen can attest to this. that's what, yeah. So, you know, I mean... Yeah, I think you really need to sit down and talk to your husband about this. And if you have this burning desire, explain it to him. But you got to come to some kind of happy meeting. And
0: I like what you said about the hole in your heart. I always see people that mm-hmm. that adopt a lot of pets, right? Yeah. And they look like they're missing something they're, in their good, life. They're trying to mm-hmm. fill.
2: It's almost like having a a pitcher of uh, with, that has a hole in it, and you yeah. keep trying to fill it up, and it won't. The water won't hold. Right.
0: They keep getting these babies, these cute kittens, these cute puppies, yeah. and then they grow up, and they don't pay that much attention to them. They yeah. go after another. Or maybe you maybe if you really love being around pets, maybe there's
2: a, a veterinarian's office that you can... or a shelter.
0: Or, yeah, great that idea. You can, that mm-hmm. you
2: can then and then this way, it's you can put it. You can put that energy somewhere, but ne- not necessarily bring it
1: into the house. Well, fostering will make you attached. Yeah. So I agree, definitely yeah. go
0: find something else where
1: you a can rescue. be involved with pets. Yeah,
2: a rescue where you can be around it, but but then it, it's you know. It, it's yeah, a a volunteer compromise. a
0: couple hours a day yeah. at a shelter or rescue
2: something. But if anything that we did say about perhaps you needing to fill up rings true for you, then you might want to explore digging a little deeper and and finding some ways to be good good to yourself.
0: Right, exactly. Pour some of
2: that energy into yourself. I agree. Okay, we've got Seeing Double. Dear OTM, my twin girls are three and very attached to each other. I drop them off at daycare, and the daycare workers say for the the most of the day, they play with each other and comment how cute it is that they even hold hands. At home and out, if one girl has to use the potty, the other one must tag along. Both girls have their own bed, but they refuse to sleep separate and sleep in the same bed. They are very attached to each other. Should I be worried? I literally feel I can't separate them, seeing double.
0: Oh, this is so... They were conceived together. They grew together. Right. Why do they have to fit into what everybody thinks is the norm for children? If they love being together, what's so wrong? I, it's,
2: I think it's actually not. And it's, it's very, very common. You should look up some, some information about twins. Mm-hmm. They can read each other's minds. I mean, it's very, very, it's a very symbiotic relationship. And the other thing is they're just three years old they're only three and as they develop and they go to school and they, they'll develop more of their own interests and everything this is this is just what, what happens
0: because they're they're three right yeah. good point And yeah. you know my my daughter-in-law I have a daughter-in-law my oldest son's wife is a twin and she told me they had their own language until they were like four or yes. five and their mother and father didn't understand it. they had
1: this mm-hmm. little language that they made up it's that they real, spoke yeah. to each other well, I've read tell. stories that twins can actually feel yes for one being on the East Coast, West Coast. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can actually feel. It's a very specific. They're each other yeah. if something's going on. You yeah, nothing's yeah. wrong. And, and, and add to that, add to that to if, if,
2: and if they're identical twins, that's even more right. pr- more pronounced because they're you know they've come from the same egg. Right, right.
0: right. right. That's that's and in, in, there's nothing wrong. Just let them do. Let them be three. Let them be together. they're comforting to each other. Just. Listen, at least they're not tearing up your house. Wait, we, you know? we don't have Seth today. We have Brian here. We and have Brian. We're, we're going to stick Brian in on this one because he has kids. Brian. I do
3: have one kid, yes.
0: And what what do you think?
3: Um, I think three years old is, is a perfectly fine age for them to be together all the time. I mean, I, like you said, I think they'll eventually grow apart, although, I mean, it can go the other way. Um, mm-hmm. I, I knew a set of twins uh, growing up that they, you know, uh, I knew them. In around high school time, and they all the same classes, went to the same college, had the same profession. Wow. Uh, I kind of fell out of touch with them, but I mean, it, at that point, it's like it gets to be a little weird, I guess. But right. um, at three years old, I mean, they're kids; um, they're happy. Let them be happy. Right. But, um, Good point. I could yeah. see it being potentially problematic later on, but um, I mean, uh, both those guys got married, and they they seemed happy enough, so.
0: Yeah, I mean, who, who's? Who, why do they have to fit into some norm of society?
1: I mean, there are no school. supposed to be's yeah. in life.
2: And then when they go to school, what you do is you make sure you, as best you can. Maybe they don't. They don't go to the same class.
4: Sometimes
2: right. You can do that. Let them have separate personalities. Separate. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. But right. They'll, they'll
0: they'll develop that. All right. Great. Well, thank you, Gail. And um, anybody has a question, you go to one tough mother, m u t h e r Ask us. There's a link there that says um, ask the tough mother show and you can click on that and you can email us and we will answer you on our
1: show and don't forget you can find us on facebook instagram linkedin twitter hashtag otm hashtag one tough mother hashtag tough mothers and what's it
0: time for honey it's time for Mother says, says.
1: and that's also sponsored by Carol's daughters. Love. Gail can't get enough of (laughs) me.
0: I want you to take me there. Um, Mother says, in a world of imitation, and I I chose this one specifically because of Fashion Week. In a world of imitation, it takes courage to embrace your God given uniqueness. Embrace it. Embrace it. Love it. Don't, yeah. In a world of imitation, and everything is, embrace your uniqueness. That's, That's it. And that's the One Tough Mother Show for this week. We want to thank Carolyn, who was amazing, right? Thank you, Carol. She yeah. was an amazing yeah. guest. And we want you to come back next week and you can find us on iTunes, wherever
1: right? Play the play.it, iTunes, tune in, download, subscribe, listen, share. Thank you.
2: You can always and you can always go to the website. Absolutely. OneToughMother.com, dot
0: M-U-T-H-E-R. thank you for being here and we want to thank brian thanks for filling in for seth thank you so much
2: brian yeah
0: brian Brian is holding it down today (laughs) (laughs) have a good have a good week everybody and check back for us next week it's the one tough mother show